Hey everyone, this is Bogus Noog from The Edit and I just wanted to set this episode up before it began. So basically, McNulty and I fully intended to do an It's Not Easy episode on alignment, not realizing just how much we had to say on the topic and how many layers we would cover. So the recording went on for a bit, way longer than a usual It's Not Easy episode. So this is not an It's Not Easy episode. It's just on alignment in general. And we're also breaking it up into parts one and two because of the overall duration but why did you guys have to break it up into two parts what did you have so much to say about for alignment if that's the kind of question you have in mind then here goes in this episode mcnullity and i will be covering alignment in what context do we use the word and why exactly is alignment important Not so much why it's not easy, but why is it important? And we're looking to build a convincing case for you guys. In alignment part one, we are looking at a few micro examples, you know, day-to-day relatable examples like when you're working out or in your workplace or in your personal relationships. We're looking at it from an interpersonal uh, perspective, which is your personal values. And then we're also looking at it from a macro scale. In alignment Part two, like why is alignment uh, such a big deal? Why have people across time, across thousands of years, have stressed and emphasized on alignment so much? Why would they go through all the trouble? We're talking about pyramids. We're talking about magnetic ley lines on the Earth's surface. We're talking about ancient temples, monuments, churches, castles built across the world. Guys, you don't want to miss this. Keep listening. Hello everyone and welcome back to a new episode of the Thai Gap Podcast. My name is Bogus Noog and this week, instead of Brute, I have something much better. <laughs> a special guest, Sorry, <laughs> a special guest uh, of the Thai Gap Podcast, a return special guest, uh, McNullity everybody. <laughs> Give a round. Hey everyone. Warm applause to McNullity. Thanks for having me back on the show, Bogus. A lot of excitement for McNulty's return and Brood's departure, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> McNulty, of course, Thigapers, if you're not aware, we already did an amazing episode with McNulty in the past called The Bane of Christopher Nolan. Check it out. And that episode was, of course, you know, Christopher Nolan gets talked up a lot. So we thought we'd pull him down a notch or two. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. He's flying too high. So. <laughs> <laughs> too close to the sun. <laughs> Careful, Icarus. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but we also did give him due credit. We talked about what were the boons of Christopher Nolan and then what were the banes of Christopher Nolan. And uh, uh, McNulty, actually, I don't think you're aware of this, but recently we actually got a few comments appreciating that episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, new That's listeners. Awesome. Even at- yeah. Oh, wow. New wow. listeners. Oh, dude. They went all the way That's back. Awesome. Uh, I guess maybe they're cinephiles or something. And they saw the okay. name Christopher Nolan in the title and they... And they like jumped on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just jumped that's on why we, we we did that to get uh, exactly. listeners to go back yeah. to old episodes. Of course, that's how we. Do. What is it? Thigh gap subscribe. <laughs> Thigh gap subscribe and share. Yeah, but uh, they were appreciative of the episode. They liked the different kind of topics that we covered, and they even said, you know, wouldn't hurt if you did more episodes like this every now and then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do Dune soon. So yeah, Dune. <laughs> yeah. With McNulty coming up, guys. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, I mean, among the cinephiles, a lot of Denny uh, appreciators. There's a lot of Hans Zimmer love. So, oh, yeah, baby. 
yeah if you guys are excited for the dune universe as well because we're going to do an episode anyway so write to us at our socials on twitter we are at thigh gap on instagram we are at underscore thigh gap on vero we are at thigh gap and our email nice. is mind gap at gmail.com so let us know what do you think all right mcnality thanks for joining us once again thanks for having me focus it's been a while and we're missing you we're missing brute but uh it's uh it's yeah, a bittersweet we'll kind of him. moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll do a three-way episode sometime soon. But, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so this week, McNality, we're going to record an episode on alignment. It's not easy. So as is our want, we usually go into what do we mean by alignment, in what context we're using the word, and also why it's important. So right. McNality, what do we is, wanna, go ahead. I was going to say, do we want to define it first? Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, how do you define it? Do you have your own understanding of the word alignment? In the simplest terms, I would say like banding. I mean, if it's more than one person involved, you just band together to move in a one particular direction like, mm-hmm. to a common goal. Mm-hmm. But if it's you can align internally too, right? So then you pretty much think about how what you do needs to come together as a cohesive whole to accomplish what you want with your life. So it's still right. moving in one like one direction. Right. Whether you want to do it internally, externally, you just kind of rally your mind and body mm-hmm. if it's internal towards one direction. And if it's interpersonal, then you want to rally people around you as much as possible towards a common goal or cause and try to do it in the most harmonious way possible but again it's not the most easiest thing that's why it's not easy yeah but yeah but why is it important right that's like the the million dollar question like why is alignment important yeah so before that i'll just go into you know what i had in mind with the word alignment yeah yeah so we got we got your perspective of course and for me i tend to think of alignment and the way i'm talking about alignment in this episode is going to be from the perspective of just arrangement of elements you know, I don't care mm. what objects they are, but mm. a particular arrangement of elements to get something out of it. You know, it's mm. not arrangement for arrangement's sake, but there's got to be a reason, uh, even if that reason is symmetry, even if that reason is beauty, or the reason could have some sort of a functional purpose as well. But as long right. as different elements are being arranged in a certain way, and then you have an output or you have something you get from that. That's the kind of alignment that I would be talking about, you know, in this episode. And it's going to be a combination of like what McNullity referred to and what I referred to just now. So just for clarity for everyone. I think what I touched on is like the personal side of things, like the the humanistic side of things, whereas you touched on the more philosophical side of things. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think that's what you're mentioning is what it all boils down to in the end. Why are we trying to get things in a certain arrangement? Why are we even talking about it? You know, why are we even stressing on it in the first place? Yeah. But yeah, it's a combination of the interpersonal aspect of it that you mentioned. And just the general, I would say more than philosophical, mine is, I think, miscellaneous. I would say, you know, it's like Mm. everything, whatever it is, just elements that you can align, you know? Right. I also kind of have this fascination, McNality, with etymology, because I have this theory that, you know, we mentioned in some of the previous uh, Thai Gap episodes that our language is kind of being fucked with, 
you know, over a period of time, whether there's deliberate intent, whether there is malicious intent, or whether it's just natural wear and tear, you know, over the years, I'm not sure, you know, to what degree you can attribute this to, but definitely the end result I feel is language is getting fucked with. We are Mm -hmm. in an age where we have these anchor or umbrella words that seem to mean Mm -hmm. different things to different people. And, you know, it causes all kinds of chaos because things are lost in translation. And that's the reason why I try to look at what the root words were. You know, how did they build this word? What did they actually intend? And try to compare that with where it is now. Like, how far has it maybe corroded? Yeah. The very first thing I see, according to this site I'm looking at, it has its origins in Old French, but eventually everything goes back to Latin and then Proto-Indo-European sources. Greek, yeah. Sanskrit, Greek, yeah, yeah, etc. So the very first thing I see is to copulate. Oh. Did you even really? guess? Yeah. To copulate. No, dude, I didn't. Exactly. Oh. And in brackets, we have of wolves, comma, dogs. <laughs> wow. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> dude, if uh, dogs are aligning, then we have a... <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Dogs wow, align in the doggy position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. that's that's the only weird thing I see here, though, because everything else is, you know, to arrange things in a line or to line mm. up or reduce to a straight line. This seems kind of curious to me because I would think alignment, you could align it in any different way. Yeah, any geometrical shape, right? Like, why not a square or exactly. rectangle as or long as it's, anything? As long as it serves a purpose, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, the Kalapani prisons, you know, in mm-hmm. Andaman and Nicobar Islands, where the Britishers, the East India Company used to imprison freedom fighters, you know, troublemakers. They used to imprison them away from the mainland on this particular island, yeah. down, deep down in the south. And the prison complex was built like a wheel, you know, so with a central column, a central tower. Mm. And from this central tower, you had spokes going to these different parts of the wheel. So basically, the central tower were where all the guards were stationed. And the spokes were kind of a path, like a walkway, like a corridor. Mm. And along that corridor, you have individual prison cells. Right. So why did they do this? Why did they design this prison complex in such a way? So that they did not need as much staff, the jail staff. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. So all they needed to do was have two guards on every floor in that central column. And from that central column, right, these guys had visibility to the ends of all these four or five corridors, which are kind of built in a wheel shape. So if they wouldn't have done it that way, they would have had to place guards in almost every wing. So this is Mm. two guards per floor. So that makes up, I guess, six to eight guards versus what it would have been, which is maybe 20 odd, 25 odd. So efficiency, you know? This sounds more more advanced than Alcatraz because I'm pretty sure Alcatraz has a lot more guards. Exactly. I mean, what I've seen of Alcatraz in that movie with Clint Eastwood, you know, Escape from Alcatraz or whatever, it was just a lot more guards, right? It's a standard US kind of uh, prison design. But this is British, you know, that's the difference. Just through design and alignment, they were able to reduce their, you know, staffing requirement by a lot. That's awesome. I mean, it's dark. But yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, capitalism at its finest, even in the, when they're uh, imprisoning East India companies. Exactly. Um, finest. <laughs> so when I see, the reason I was, I was reminded of that, you know, is because yeah. this old Latin meaning 
there's a Latin root word lineare or something, and it says reduce mm-hmm. to a straight line. That's basically from where alignment came. You know, the word was built. So reduce to mm-hmm. a straight line in a philosophical sense. It sounds like Occam's razor to me. It sounds like mm. simplify things. You know, reduce yeah. to a straight line. So it's weird yeah. that this word kind of came from here, actually, uh, simplification. But anyways, that's just a curiosity. Right. That's not really what the episode yeah. was about. We'll move on to yeah. why alignment is important. McNality, take it away. I mean, without alignment, I, I guess it, it becomes impossible to achieve anything. Or it becomes rather difficult to achieve a goal that you have in mind, whether you have it for your own self mm-hmm. or you have it for society at large. In whatever given setting, mm-hmm. like if you want to accomplish something in life, then first you have to align with your value systems. Right. Like, for example, earlier we touched on, well, before the podcast started, mm-hmm. we touched on a few things like mind and body, like that whole paradigm of sometimes in the beginning, you want to do something for the body at the cost of the mind yeah. and vice versa. Because yeah. the mind, like as you and I are creative people, we our mind probably gravitates towards creative pursuits, right? which means it takes time for us to put in that creative pursuit. Whereas mm-hmm. that might actually lead us into a more of a sedentary life because we also have our day jobs. And then we also want to have these creative pursuits. And by way of that, our bodies could be getting neglected. Mm-hmm. So you also want to align on what your body's demands are of you, right? You can't keep pushing it to the max and expecting it not to break in weird ways. Like I sit at my computer for a stretch of 10, 12 hours, like my back gives out the next day or my neck's too tight and I have to go get a massage or do all these stretches. But like if you align with your value system of, hey, ultimately what I want to be is like be efficient, Mm-hmm. And the way I can be efficient is if I'm energetic. Right. And the way that I want to be energetic is by aligning both my mind and body. Right. So in the beginning, it might seem like counterintuitive to think that, hey, um, I'm going to put uh, this creative pursuit that requires my mind mm. aside so that I can go get fitter or healthier or better, eat better or work out. That obviously involves time because you have to research or spend money, capital into getting a trainer yeah. or figure out like what your nutrition and diet should be. Yeah. So there's an overhead cost in the beginning. But if your alignment with your core value system for yourself is efficiency, then that would pave the way for you have to be an energetic person. You have to manage your energies. Yeah. And the way you do that is if your mind and body are kind of complementing each other. Yeah. And and the way that you do that is to create a virtuous cycle mm-hmm. where both are kind of feeding off of each other. And yeah, the more you improve on your body, the mind gets better. And if you're in a healthier, happier mood mentally, then you'd want to like reinforce it back into the body or reinvest it back into making your body better. And it becomes like a well-oiled machine with a lot of effort, of course, in the beginning. Right. But that's kind of alignment with yourself or one example of alignment with yourself that you would need to do. You, you would need to figure that out in the beginning. Otherwise, it's kind of like getting pulled in different directions. Yeah. Like your job demands something out of you. Yeah. Your creative pursuits demand something out of you. Your hobbies demand something out of you. Exactly. Your partner demands something. So you're kind of getting, going everywhere. Yeah. So I think that's the core of practical alignment for me. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you to uh, tell me what you think about that. Yeah, I, you know, the reason why you know, I, I asked you for 
this episode on alignment is of course it's been a while since we did the last one but <laughs> apart from that also i was kind of trying to picture you know like what if um someone who's fresh out of college is listening right. to this episode on alignment you know mm-hmm. and what if they're it probably never crossed their mind you know that this is something they even need to consider or mm. deliberate on or have a conversation with their friends on about i mean because that's how we were back at that age but if someone were to yeah. come around and actually you know put a hand on our shoulder and let us know you know this is how it works basically you're going to be walking around with a lot of misconceptions uh, if you want to save time and pain you know i i can just tell you how it works uh, you know and we would have really loved to have someone like that back then but i'm trying to picture yeah. you know someone like that fresh out of college listening to this episode and i kind of was thinking we could build very relatable kind of simplistic examples to showcase or to build a case for why alignment is so important and why they really need to consider it and the first thing that i'd like to i like them to think about is when we say alignment the first thing to note there is automatically we're talking about multiple things we're not talking about mm. one thing because right with just one solitary thing the question of alignment never comes up because it doesn't even arise it doesn't arise because when you're talking about alignment you need one thing to be in alignment with another thing or a bunch of other things you know so it's definitely more than one so it's right. multiple that is the first thing that i want that kind of listener to take away the other thing is something that we mentioned a number of times in past thigh gap episodes is everything is interconnected you know and nothing exists in isolation you know this kind That's of true. credo it takes a while to actually sink down to your bones and for you to actually understand you know what mm. that means in real life like in practical terms so i mm. kind of wanted to show uh, through this episode uh, by mm. us talking it out how mm. we can show that there are different things that are interconnected to each other Right. first of all and what happens if these different elements are in alignment and what happens if they are misaligned you know so right. let's start off with the most relatable example that we could think of is fitness yeah right? yeah go with that so fitness um i'm thinking of you know I, i'm thinking of a guy like me who's who's not really perfect obviously like like no one else but who's also yeah. not extremely productive as much as i want to be at least you know so mm. for me to start working out and stick to a regimen yeah. that itself yeah. is going to take up a lot of my energy and a lot of my stamina or capacity you know and i'm probably right. going to be walking away thinking i wasn't working out yesterday from today i'm actually working out i'm doing a big thing you know like right. if right. i'm able to just make sure i go to the gym twice a week thrice a week whatever i commit yeah. i had committed to that's about it yeah. you know this itself is a huge right. deal i don't got to focus yeah. on anything else right now let me just bask in the yeah. glory of you know just this that i'm able to do but then yeah. what happens when you go no, to the gym and you actually start talking to your fitness trainer you know what does he right. say he's obviously thinking that you need to do a lot more than where you are right so <laughs> exactly. for him your small win is like are you serious there's a bare minimum kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like that's even a thing you're like yeah. you're gloating over that yeah <laughs> <laughs> where where's the you know losing a pound a day kind of thing right but fitness is like such an important thing to align because it it was almost like a requirement for me mm-hmm. like in college i didn't pay any attention to fitness at all like i was just kind of going to classes yeah, me doing my assignments i still don't pay any attention you know, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's probably to change and, yes 
discipline yeah. it's not easy yes. please go ahead yeah <laughs> no and i think it almost was like i had to align with it because it almost came as a requirement because right. if i kept on that path mm. it would get impossible for me to manage my own not just energy levels but my moods mm. like i live in a country where i'm very very at like the mercy of a seasonal change like the fall hits right right like you know it's it's getting dark at 4 mm mm-hmm. and presumably you're, you know you're you're an adult now and you're working and you're sitting you know at your desk working 8 to 10 hours a day and then you go out and it's dark mm. and you haven't gotten any vitamin d you haven't right. even had the chance to go out for a walk right so it was almost necessary for me to figure out hey how do i get like that minimum amount of sunlight exercise yeah, yeah sunlight walking fresh air right it mm. starts with that mm. starting to feel better and starting to find a mechanism to counteract the seasonal changes mm-hmm. at least like do the bare minimum and then going from that level to the next step which is like either running or playing a sport or going to the gym and lifting personally the value that i needed to align with at the very minimum was what gives me joy like what gives me joy like minimally so that i can actually get this health fitness thing out of the way yeah and it it wasn't gym because i just even to this day can't bring myself to fucking drag myself to the gym <laughs> and do like <laughs> work out on the treadmill like a dumbass and then you know lift weights right so what i found was like playing a sport mm-hmm. right yeah. a sport that you kind of take a liking to yeah, and yeah. for me that was that was tennis mm. so the thing that i had to quickly reconcile with is during the winter and the fall where i live mm-hmm. which is not like in vancouver mm-hmm. is that it's an expensive sport because you have to play indoors oh okay and playing indoors uh requires capital yeah. like you have to commit to it per month per quarter yeah before the year so you have to budget that in mm-hmm. and maybe when you're in college that's kind of a pricey thing to figure out but if you're working presumably and making decent money then hopefully that's not an issue for you yeah but for me i was okay with the trade off of putting in capital to play a sport that comes easy or naturally to me where it doesn't feel like an exercise it doesn't feel like i have to enforce discipline on myself mm-hmm. and then do it that way and now i start i play tennis two to three times a week and i it's it's like great because i feel like i got a good workout very minimum i should be supplanting that with other things but at least hey you know going out there and like hitting some balls for an hour and a half Right. at least twice a week right. that gets my body moving that gets my blood flowing and so i was able to align with the basic requirement of the body to be healthy or somewhat fit i'm not like still a work in progress and nowhere near perfect health or fitness but it right. got me enough so that i i'd be able to manage my job and activities outside of my work basically mm-hmm. family life this that so yeah that was kind of the minimum kind of alignment i had to do in a way that i could reconcile hey how do i make it easy for me and it doesn't feel like a burden plus am i okay with spending a bit more money than usual to get my fitness goals met when you say so, how do i make it easy for me you're referencing your you're referring to your fitness goals yes how do you make that whole process easy for yourself yeah so uh, yeah, yeah i mean that's exactly what we're talking about like we start off thinking about yeah. a goal uh, a yeah. singular goal and we can sort of get um our vision could be myopic or we could have the blinders on sort of the horse blinders yeah. 
where we think, oh, yeah. this is just the one goal that I need to achieve. So that's it. That's the one goal. Yeah. But then when you actually right. get into it with any amount of, uh, you know, if you're diligent about it, like we said in the in the workout example, like you go to the gym, you're here thinking mm. you're already achieved, you know, just making it to the gym twice or thrice a week. Yeah. But then your trainer's saying, yeah. bro, it's not even about the workout so much. It's not even about the weight so much. What's even more important yeah. is your diet. Are you eating right? right? And what's even more yeah. important is your sleep cycle. Are you sleeping right? Yeah. Are you maintaining the circadian yeah. rhythm? So yeah. for me, who kind of was patting my back, you know, patting myself on the shoulder, going to the gym, this guy's giving me a reality yeah. check saying, oh, you had a goal X that you wanted more strength or you wanted more stamina or you wanted more fitness or you just wanted to look good naked, whatever, you know, but you had a yeah. goal X and you thought you just come to the gym twice or thrice a week and that's all you had to do. You're showing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not good <laughs> enough. You know, in order yeah. to get your goals X uh, in the right amount of time or in the most efficient way, there are these sub goals that are connected or there are these dependencies, Y, Z, sure. etc. that you kind of have to yeah. get right. If you don't get those yeah. right, then you're not going to get this right. Yeah. So then, then I go, I sit back and I learn, oh God, you know, I signed up thinking that it was just this one thing I had to get right. I had to work around yeah. my procrastination. I had to work around my laziness. Yeah. I had to work around whatever problems I have and yeah. somehow get this one thing right along with my job and try to make sure I'm not burning any one, one of these things. You know, I'm kind of keeping everything afloat. Yeah. And I thought that itself was taking all of my effort. Now this guy's coming and telling me there's two other things, two or three other yeah. things that I have to focus on. Yeah. So now yeah. I, I got to yeah. do deep research on how do I eat right? What is the proper yeah. diet for my body type or whatever? And then I have to yeah. sift through, yeah. you know, fake information versus legit information. Yeah. I have to do that yeah. for myself. And then I have to figure yeah. out sleep cycle, all of that by myself. And all of yeah. these things also require their own regimen. So it's not yeah. just me being able to make it to the gym on that particular day. Now it's me being yeah. able to eat the right thing at the right time. You know, yeah. so what I signed up for thinking was one sort of activity per day kind of became right. like three meals a day or two meals a day along with intermittent yeah. fasting or along with keto or yeah. whatever, you know, comes in. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole bunch, you know, and that's when yeah. it throws you out for a loop. And that's probably when people may give up as well. You know, when mm. it becomes overwhelming, when they get, you know, the rug kind of gets pulled under their feet, feet. thinking, yeah. oh, shit, I didn't sign up for all this shit. You know, how yeah. am I going to be able to do this? And you look at that mm -hmm. thin fucker that's next to you that's eating like shit. Yeah, yeah. And still is able to. And, and you're like, what? How's that? Feeling, how, right? how is like, that? I have fair? To go through <laughs> <laughs> and like, I have friends, I have family that yeah. just eat whatever they want. And they're just like blessed with good genes and they're just like looking good like they might not be cut up but you know they, they don't have excess fat anymore so exactly like, exactly yeah yeah it's like so that's what we mean actually when we say everything is interconnected you know this is one relatable example which is you started off with one goal but then you figure out there are a lot of dependencies yeah that you have to uh, check off the box as well but there's also the factor of alignment which is alignment is all about how are they arranged you know, in what way. So if these were the dependencies that we had to get right, then if we were really serious about achieving our goal, which is fitness or strength or stamina, hopefully we don't want to be doing it for 20 years, 25 years. You know, we kind of want to get it done efficiently in as small a time frame as possible because you're not going to be young forever. 
blah 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 all yeah. this shit uh and you're not yeah. going to be alive forever as well like all of us are going to die yeah so exactly you know so to figure out that deadline how do i align these requirements of sleep of um diet you know how do i get this in alignment so that it is actually being that virtuous cycle or that positive feedback loop for my weightlifting mm-hmm. you know this is what you mentioned right, right? that virtuous cycle like it needs to be a virtuous yeah. cycle and not a vicious cycle like it needs to yeah, add exactly. positively to it so that's of course the uh, fitness example that we thought of uh, you also mentioned workplace uh, you also mentioned relationships so like pick any yeah. one like i just want to make sure we can provide as many relatable examples yeah so what i touched on earlier was just personal like internal goals that you would need to align on a few things to make it easy for yourself right but the harder part like as if that wasn't hard enough is actually getting yourself aligned with people around you to accomplish a common task or oh, common goal collaboration collaboration yes. right so yes. at the workplace or at home workplace it's like even harder right it, it as you add more elements into the mix mm-hmm. more ingredients mm-hmm. the soup's going to get more complex yeah and in, especially in corporations in big companies when you work teams tend to get bigger and bigger goals tend to get more broader mm. and silos form yeah. communication falls through absolutely all kinds of bridges happen and so how do you align yourself given all of these variables in the mix right yeah. and you talked about in one of your previous episodes about how important communication is and how it's not easy yeah and that i feel like that's a really important factor in how you get to align with other people so you got to get that communication thing yeah to a max extent possible for example even this right like you, you know, were doing it just very quickly yeah. very quickly the one yeah. of the most common things i observed was also people's yeah. sense of prioritization tends to get fucked up you know in right. collaboration like you were listing out all the pitfalls yeah. the one other thing that i i also noticed is their order of prioritization almost always gets fucked yeah. up they tend yeah. to prioritize petty shit over you know yeah. larger goals <laughs> like yeah <laughs> but yeah like i'm sorry you're go- you're saying go ahead no 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 that's very true and it's it's uh even like i was trying to bring a very immediate example of how we set up this episode right yeah yeah so i i knew i think i knew this intentionally but i said hey bro i'm going to be free on saturday morning that's your saturday night right and we kind of left that open right yeah and i guess we're bros enough and professional enough or pally enough that we can work with that mm-hmm. but imagine if i was doing that with a, a guy that i didn't really know from my workplace oh yeah and i left it open ended yeah that could have been interpreted like in such a 4 5 6 hour window mm-hmm. that the next morning i could have gotten up and be like hey bro i was here he's like well you said i was here at like noon mm-hmm. and i was expecting you to be ready at 9 am my time so right. you know there's like this whole communication thing that you intentionally do mm-hmm. or you kind of semi intentionally do because you kind of want to leave it leave it open ended for yourself yeah, yeah, and yeah. for the other person yeah. because the problem there is i think commitment yeah <laughs> so it's like it's almost like if you if you want to align with people you got to communicate and you got to fucking disagree and commit isn't that one of the amazon principles uh, like at least a friend of mine works at uh, amazon right and, right and they were mentioning yeah that you have to disagree and commit like that's one of their yeah. principles yeah. and and i think other companies are also borrowing from that mm-hmm. but basically is when you as a team can't agree on how to accomplish a certain goal yeah. you still disagree but then you commit to that goal yeah 
Exactly. I, I look at it as a chain of command thing, you know. Right. Uh, so I like disagree and commit that principle because you're kind of making your opinion heard. You're saying, hey, right. what are you trying to do? I don't see eye to eye on that. I think there's risk involved. And yeah. I don't think this is the best way forward. But then right. someone who outranks you says, no, I think this is the best way forward. So we're going to do it this mm. way. So then you say, all right, I'm just going to make sure my objection or my rationale is actually mm -hmm. documented, is accounted for, that I had mm. this perspective at this point of time. But then I chose to commit to your decision because you outranked me, you know, because I got to respect your authority, basically. Packing order, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. And, what um, about relationships? Yeah, that... Yeah, it's it's like for your uh, I don't know your girlfriend or your spouse or your boyfriend whatever the case may be it's kind of like how many qualities or how many attributes or likes or dislikes you align on mm -hmm. right so obviously the the very basis for a good relationship is if you have commonality mm -hmm. but even if you don't have commonality you have dissimilar interests right but if you're at least at the end of the day compatible you're still aligned true like I could be like hey, I like horror movies. And she says, I hate horror movies. Mm -hmm. But we find that one night in a week where you're hanging out with your buddies yeah. outside of your relationship to fulfill your desire to watch a horror movie. Yeah. And you fulfill your desire to watch a baseball game outside of her interests. And you find a way to be compatible. That's kind of like coming to an alignment. One other like practical example is like, for example, I've started to completely dislike doing laundry. And it okay. kind of got worse over time. I cannot stand doing laundry. Okay. And the good part, the lucky part is for her, laundry comes easy. Oh. Because she she throws on friends and she just like works through loads, bucket loads of like clothes and like right. washes them, dries them, puts them away. Uh -huh. And she'll just be going to Seinfeld or friends and then just doing it. Right. Whereas I can't do that. A, I can't watch friends because mm. it's just too beneath me. But even if I listen to your the Taiga Agreed. podcast, Brute will not agree to that, but I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, yeah. so for me, I have to listen to something that's worth my time. Yeah. So it could be like an important podcast. And like now my attention span is being demanded by the podcast mm -hmm. or that thing. And mm -hmm. the chore at hand kind of takes a backseat. Regardless, I mean, I don't like doing laundry. So the, the way I find a trade-off is that I'll do the dishes. And right. I don't mind doing dishes every day. Mm. And it's not even unevenly keeled because it's like we have this unspoken, unsaid agreement where that she does laundry and I compensate by doing the dishes. Right. And it's never been a business transaction, which is, I think, one of the attributes of like a powerful, good relationship is mm -hmm. that we never said, we never handshook on that. Be like, right. I do the dishes you do the laundry and that's how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. It just kind of worked itself out, you know? Okay. And it was so beautiful to experience it as part of the, because over time it just kind of became that. Yeah. 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 It's not like we're going to do this deal and this is how it's going to yeah, be. Yeah. There were no rules. Of engagement. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that, that's one example. So I was thinking maybe in a similar vein, there's some activity that she cannot yeah. digest and you're okay doing yeah. that, you know? And totally. Yeah. It sort of works that way. So yeah, um, I think, you know, the example that you just shared also reminded me that yeah. there could be another aspect to the context or the significance of alignment that we're talking about, especially what you just talked about in terms of relationship and also in terms of um, the workplace uh, sort of alignment that we aim for is mm. if aligned well, you know, if the alignment is 
done well, then even with significant amount of strain, you still don't have any break. You know, you could bend, mm-hmm. it could probably bend, it could probably take a lot of tension, it could probably take a lot of strain, but it probably would yeah. not break if it is properly aligned. You know, mm-hmm. in that sense. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, often in relationships, if you're either intentionally or unintentionally aligned, it makes for a stress-free kind of work-life balance or Mm -hmm. relationships. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about a lot of micro kind of relatable examples so far, day-to-day life, to sort of try and illustrate how alignment plays into our daily lives and why it needs to be considered. I mean, carefully considered because nothing exists in isolation. And if you're trying to do one thing in order to do it right, in order to get it right in the best way possible with maximum advantage to you, strategic, financial, whatever, there are always bound to be something else, you know, some other things that are connected to it. And if you can figure out that, okay, these are the dependencies to my primary goal and I need to focus on them as well. And I need to make sure I have oversight on those sub goals or dependencies as well. Then that's only going to make sure that I'm going to go where I want to go or I'm going to get what I want at the end of it. Because if you're really young, you probably have the luxury of making mistakes. Not everyone is always that young, you know. With time, you have your constraints, you have your, um, like your equations always going to be fluid with every different person. So, so far, we've talked about the micro examples, guys. Now, let's look at the other side. Let's look at why or are we the only ones who's talking about alignment, basically? Are we the only ones who's stressing it? Is there anyone else or has there ever been anyone else who's gone to great lengths, you know, to achieve alignment? Let's just take a look at a few examples. So the pyramids of Giza. Yeah, you were saying, go ahead. Before you go to the, before you go to the pyramids. Yeah. Before we get into the pyramids, this is where we'd have to stop the part one of alignment, just so we have that clear separation. So part one will be about the micro examples. Part two will go into the macro examples. And uh, like I said before, part two is going to go into the alignment of the pyramids with the Orion's belt and magnetic ley lines on the Earth's crust. And a lot of those examples from past history that indicates a lot of focus and stress that was put on alignment by our ancestors across the globe. So check it out. It's going to be released right now, right away with this part one episode. Not going to keep you waiting. High gap. Subscribe and share. Come over to part two. Align yourself with it.